Welcome to another episode of the Getting Things Done podcast from GTD Nordic. I am Morten Rövik and I'm here with my friend and colleague Lars Rotskill Hendriksen. Hello Lars. Hi Morten, happy to be back once again and this time for a very special episode. For those of you listening for the first time, our goal with this podcast is to help you become better GTDers and, and more easily experience the benefits of GTD. Um, a clear mind, being more present with whatever you're doing, um, achieving stress-free productivity. And we really hope that you find these episodes valuable regardless of how you experienced you are with uh, GTD by now. And if you want a refresher, if you're new to this or you want to to you know pick up the, the basics once again and check in with them, you can go back and listen through episodes one to six of this podcast. Good. Today is a very special episode. Today I have done an interview with uh, the originator of the Getting Things Done methodology, Mr. David Allen. And I'm really excited about this. Yeah, me too. Absolutely. It's always fun to hear from David. Um, he always has some some new aspects, some new angles to, 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 to GCD, and it's always fun to hear what he has to say. Yeah, and I, I, I can um, I tried to make these um, questions a little interesting, a little different, because if you listen to David Allen talk on a podcast, he normally gets all the same questions over and over again. And I tried to spice it up a little, asking him some personal questions. And uh, as always, when David opens his mouth and says something about get, getting things done, you must go back and re-listen to this a couple of times, because <laughs> he says something and you don't understand, you don't quite understand what he's trying to say. So, so, uh, But you will understand if you re-listen a couple of times. Like the book, when you re-read <laughs> re the book, you uh, learn something new, wouldn't you just say? Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. So very much looking forward to this one. Yeah, me too. So uh, without further ado, here is our very special guest, Mr. David Allen. And now our special guest. I'm now very delighted to present to you all the, the originator of the Getting Things Done methodology, Mr. David Allen himself. Hello, David. Uh, hi, Morton. Thanks hi. for the invitation. Always glad to chat with you. Yeah, um, and I'm always glad to chat with you too. And we have some, hopefully, some interesting questions for you today so that um, you can keep um, the, the listeners captivated. Uh, so, so let's just start out um, with a soft question. What is the most surprising place GDD has taken you? Some place you didn't thought. Good, it's a good question. The most surprising place it has taken me was, well, this was pre-GTD, but while I was doing this work, before, we, before I published the book, probably the most surprising place was uh, Prague uh, and, Czechoslo and, uh, and Slovakia, actually. It was Czechoslovakia at the time, mm. and right, after the right after the soft revolutions of 89 and 90. Yeah. So I did, that was my first sort of simultaneously translated uh, seminar that I did in Slovakian in Prague for a group of Slovakian HR people. That was mm -hmm. kind of a, that was a surprise, a very interesting time to be there, obviously, after the wall had just fallen and mm -hmm. everything, everything was starting to open up and become, you know, there was going to be private enterprise. So uh, that was one of the more surprising things to do. Uh, 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 golly, I, as I, you know, as I, as I'm talking, I mean, the examples are legion being, being invited to become, uh, you know, one of the best friends of, and a consultant to, and a coach for, 
the head of at the time was called the East West Security, the Institute for East West Security Studies, uh, now the East West Institute. And these people were the people who were actually working behind the scenes to uh, build collaboration between the NATO and the Warsaw Pact countries in the mm -hmm. middle of the cold, in the middle of the Cold War. Wow. And they were able to actually do that. And so I had the opportunity to do both my coaching as well as consulting, you know, about mission and purpose and, and whatever with them. That's what brought me actually to Prague, you know, after all that happened, because a lot of the new leaders were actually people that had been in as part of the Institute. Hmm. Uh, they were so there was this they, they had been, managed to build this incredible uh, second tier network of people who are actually highly collaborative and good friends. Hmm. At one point in the smart talks, everybody on both sides of the table were graduates of the Institute hmm. and they, they all knew each other. Hmm. So that was, that was fascinating to be, to have, to, you know, put my finger in and to help, you know, someone be productive who was truly assisting in world peace. Hmm. And the, the goal of the Institute was to make sure that neither side pushed the button. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So again, interesting days, interesting times, mm -hmm. a, a kind of a repeat of those interesting times now too. So indeed, indeed, in this Corona times, we have any yeah. advice I mean, for people? Who'd have thought? Because who's the enemy? There's no country that's an enemy. I mean, everybody could probably make it up. Called, gee, Donald Trump, you know, created this, or Donald Trump will say, "Wow, Russia created this." I mean, who knows what 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 are? But it's like the just the karma of the planet, I guess, that, mm. that shows up and yeah. then so a bit of a surprise. Yeah. Mm. yeah. Okay. Um, another soft question to, to, to um, take us off um, in a soft direction. What places have uh, GTD not taken you that you would love to go to? Some place in the world you, you would like to go well, Iceland is one, and you've got a you know you have a new guy in Iceland, so maybe yeah. that's that's going to be a, come off our bucket list, and someday maybe that, that maybe we could have a chance to go there. That would be mm -hmm. fabulous. Um, <clears throat> new Zealand is on our bucket list too, and you know we have a potential distributor there. It hasn't been very active, but that that might that might uh, take off and do something. Uh, Indonesia is kind of just starting up. So Catherine and I would love to go to Bali at some point just because of the reputation that Bali has. We've never been to that part of the, that actually that part of the Eastern world. Uh, that would be, that would be cool. Um, well, obviously GTD, uh, other than what uh, William in South Africa is doing now, where he's actually starting to do GTD work in some of the sub-Saharan uh, countries aside from South Africa. Mm. Uh, so Ghana and Rwanda, I think. So we've never been there. I don't have a, I know everybody who's been says it's mystical, it's magical, it's wonderful, you know, to go to that part of the world. I just don't have an inkling yet to do that. Mm -hmm. I don't like, I don't like bugs. I don't like heat. I don't like, <laughs> Catherine wants to go to Rwanda because she knows it's up high and it's cool and it's now very clean and it's a very up and coming country. Mm -hmm. So that would probably be another you know, something on, on the list as well. Uh, we have not been to Argentina yet. I actually haven't been to Brazil, though we've got, as you know, a very active, you know, Brazilian uh, contingent of, of GDDers there mm -hmm. and tra trainers and coaches. Mm, where else? I don't think there's anything anywhere else on, in the world that I have on my bucket list. Um, 
But there's quite quite a few places you would like to go that we haven't yet. So yeah, and you know, and some of you know, Yuka and I mean, Finland. We, we Catherine and I have not been to Finland yet, so finding a good excuse and opportunity to go there, uh-huh. you know, that would be fun. Yeah. So, and the 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 stands, there's a apparently like Kazakhstan is is up and coming. So, you know, we've got. You know, uh, Dimitri and some of our other folks who've got a finger in and potentially there, but I'm still, that's not particularly attractive. That's, I, I could, I could wait a long time to get to, <laughs> to, to get to the stands. But uh, anyway, there's my rambling, rambling answer to your soft question. Okay, good, good. And another soft one. Um, you often say when people interview that you love sleeping. So what's the longest time you've ever slept? How many hours? I don't know. You know, these days, sometimes I go to bed about, you know, uh, maybe 11 o'clock or, or midnight and I don't wake up or I'll wake up intermittently, but not get out of bed until, you know, nine or nine thirty in the morning. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's kind of, you know, nine hours is pretty much the the length of time I can usually do it. My standard time and I just read somewhere, I don't know, it was in 23andMe, my DNA my DNA, my genome says I normally tend to automatically wake up at 7 a.m. And that's actually kind of true. Mm. I'll automatically kind of wake up kind of no matter when I go to bed. Mm. Uh, but as you know, sleep, sleep has become a, you know, a, a highly um, discussed, researched topic lately in mm. terms of you know, the need for that and, and so forth. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Cool. I love sleeping too. So we are too. Yeah, and I've been into naps, and I know you too have. You love your naps. Oh yeah, we love our naps. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I guess whenever I sleep less than you know eight or eight hours or so for for whatever for whatever reason, I'm sort of more interested in having a nap in the afternoon. Yeah. But, yeah. Good. So, and one thing that you always uh, talk about, or very often talk about in your podcast interviews or interviews, you, you talk about you being really lazy. So, so do you think it is possible for you to have created GTD without your laziness? No, I don't think so. Well, you know, lazy is you can you can you can translate efficient. You know, I just yeah. like to I like to put the ironic edge on it. Yeah. You know, by calling it lazy, in a way it is. You know, that I'm organized not to be organized, but so I don't have to rethink anything, mm-hmm. and so I don't have to spend wasted time. Yeah. doing X, Y, and Z. So it's all really an efficiency factor. And so uh, if it's like lazy or just efficient, I like to think of efficiency and, and, you know, to take it to a perhaps a more subtle topic for GTDers, people have often, you know, talked about the difference between efficiency and effectiveness. Hmm. You know, uh, effective is doing the right thing. Efficiency is doing something right. Hmm. So, right. I understood. But if you really think of it, from my perspective, GTD is nothing about efficient, but, but efficiency. Mm. How, how well are you manifesting your life purpose? How efficient are you at doing that? Mm. How well are you creating the vision that you have in your life? So I understand that there, you have different priorities and some things you're going to be more effective doing, but more effectiveness is defined by the efficiency at a higher horizon. Mm. Exactly. Right? Yeah, exactly. Right. right. So. I just try to figure out how do how do I make sure I make the coolest things happen at all these different horizons with as little effort as possible. Yeah. I like that kind I, of effect uh, laziness. Yeah, that's, yeah. That's very you know I've, I've always said I don't know if I've always said it, but for many years I've said it that that if you know what you're doing and where you're going, efficiency and style are your only improvement opportunities. 
Exactly. I know how to get out of the room very efficiently, but I might want to boogie and style, you know, over there and over there and do it with some creativity, you know? So, and those are both improvement opportunities. If, if you, if you have your direction, you have your focus. If you don't have your direction and have your focus, then you've got to deal with efficiency at another horizon. Exactly. You know? Cool. Which, in other words, which project would most efficiently move you toward your vision? Right. Yes. Exactly. Yeah. And Beautiful. I am lazy. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I am, I'm a kind of a late, I am a lazy guy. Yeah. I, I, I love doing nothing and I love setting my life up so that I can just hang and be spontaneous. Yeah. I, I remember one of the first things I've heard you say at some recording somewhere for about a hundred years ago, it feels like <laughs> my pre, my GTD is that you talked about your laziness and you know, that's, um, if you'd like to do more of the right stuff, use less energy and time, uh, GTD is for you. And that kind of struck my, um, ah, my logic and my common sense and my laziness at the same time. So thank you for that. You, well, you know, it, 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 I think it's helpful for everybody to reframe the idea of productivity. Mm. Everybody is already totally productive because they're producing exactly what they're experiencing. Yeah. Right. When they say, I want to be productive, they, you know, they invariably mean, I want to be more productive. And the way you're more productive is producing whatever material result or inner experience that you want with less effort mm. or get more results experience wise or materially from the effort you're putting in. I mean, in a way it's that simple, right? Mm. So being more productive simply means either being more efficient, getting whatever done or making sure that based upon what I'm doing, I'm more efficiently producing more results than I'm currently doing. Not wasting time, not wasting energy, mm. you know, al allocating the drag. my, yeah, yeah, remove the barnacles off the, off the ship mm. for sure. Cool. Well, thank you for that. And uh, now to our next question. Um, Is this going to get harder? Uh, yes, yes. Yeah, we, we are, we are <laughs> slowly getting harder so okay so um and we will have something uh you know we in the middle of the corona that, that will come after this i have a question for you regarding this um and in your in your you know dream future i don't know how long time in the future but in the future when everybody and his brother has learned gtd how would the world be changed well there'd be no problems only projects Mm -hmm. And how would that right. world look like? Well, th what that world would look like is people, you know, being able to say, okay, what's my desired end result? How do I get there? Mm -hmm. And then being able to mobilize resources to actually make that happen, as opposed to complain, bitch, be victim thereof. Mm -hmm. You know, it's one of those things. You, you, you either change something or you can't. If you can't, then accept it, ignore it, or play with it like we do with gravity. Mm -hmm. If you can then that means there's something you need to do to change your relationship with it and to get more appropriately engaged. That may be to find out you can't do anything and then so you can park it in the previous category. Mm, exactly. But at least it's something for you to do to go, can I quiet that thing? Mm. So you'll have a world that's much quicker, much quieter, much cleaner and much more collaborative mm. when, when, when people implement this. I mean, you know, Morton, you've been around long enough to see a GTD-esque team and they work quickly and quietly. Mm -hmm. And they collaborate very elegantly. They do. Right. 
And it has no, has nothing to do with them transforming themselves personality-wise or otherwise. It has to do with them buying into the systematic process hmm. that keeps that keeps things clean and clears the air, so that the, it it eliminates. As you may know now, my sort of popular idea is that overwhelm is really not the issue. If you're really overwhelmed, you'll fix it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If you're if you're really drowning, you're going to swim, or you're going to call out for help. You're going to you're going to do something. You know, you're going to do something to try to get out from under that sort of agonizing experience. The biggest issue is ambient anxiety. Mm. This buzz. People, the buzz. The the yeah. buzz. That's the 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 sort of inter, the the ubiquitous nervousness. Of, am I really doing what I really ought to be doing? I don't know, but I mm. think I made some commitments, but I don't know what the hell they were, but it might be more important than whatever I'm doing. Oh my God. <laughs> so, 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 so let me go get busy or go numb, Yeah, you know, to get rid of that buzz. Mm. The problem is people have been living in that buzz so consistently they don't know they're in it. No, It's like the last thing a fish notices is water. Yeah. So as, as you know, the last thing a lot of people notice you deal with is the, the ambient anxiety they're in. Yeah. And they actually don't know that until they actually experience the, the freedom of GDD mm. and what happens when they actually do that. They go, oh, my God. You know, I, and it wasn't like that you eliminated the overwhelm. You eliminated the buzz. Yes. And when you eliminate the buzz, you know, it's yeah. kind of like that. You ever been in, I'm sure you've been in a room where there was a buzz going on. You didn't yeah. realize it was there until it turned off. Yes. Yes. Then you went, mm. oh, my God. What? Wait a minute. What happened? <laughs> I, I don't know where I have this anal- analogy from, but I, maybe I've stolen it for you, from you at some point. But if not, it's mine. So here it goes. Um, when you're small, you, 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 your house is by a small path. There's no noise. To, you can see people pass and it doesn't bother you. Then, then the, the, the older you get, the, the wider the path and the more people travel there. And suddenly there's a small road there and there's more noise. And then suddenly you have a, a highway beside you and, you and you got numb to this fact. But if you, if you then shut down the traffic, you will understand how quiet things can become. And right. how, 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 how nice that is for your brain not to have that. Yeah traffic noise inside Did your analogy your analogy not oh, mine okay so thank you <laughs> it's, a, it's a good one it's a good one yeah, yeah. yeah. and just to get back to something you said earlier and i found very um, find it very interesting because at the same point we have you know we are some trainers in the nordic region we talk and um, at the same time we kind of realized all of us that we are stoics Stoicism has become kind of core um, of how we think about the world. What can you do something about? What can you not do something about? Do you need to worry about the things you can't do something about? And um, for those of, well, for the listeners, you will not be able to see what I'm showing, David, now, but this is a, this is a coin. Uh, this, on, on this coin, it says, Memento Mori, remember you will die. This is the, the famous quote from this, you know, one of the Caesars or the, the Caesars of Rome where uh, he was going into the arena. He had a, a slave whispering in his ear, remember you will die, remember you will die for him to, you know, at some point we all will die. So do you, I don't know if you, you, you would consider yourself a stoic, would you? Well, after reading Oliver Berkman's book called The Antidote, mm-hmm. where he actually explains a lot more. I didn't I've never really taken time to study what the Stoics were. I just know what the sort of the popular idea was, which mm-hmm. is kind of an ascetic lifestyle. Mm-hmm. 
But it's actually not really true. If you read in more depth with a little more sophistication about yep. what the soaps were about, it was more about acceptance. Yes. And the acceptance as opposed to, and, and Berkman's book, which is fabulous, if any of you haven't read it and you want to get it, and he's a gtd -er, by the way. Mm -hmm. I uh, love that book, by the way. Thank you for recommending yeah. it. It's a fabulous like book. It. It's so funny. He's such a great writer and great stories of, about all that. And so in that regard, I would say, yes, I very much align with the fact that um, uh, of acceptance of current reality. Mm. You know, the, the, that current reality, as opposed to trying to pretend current reality isn't happening, mm. you, know, <laughs> uh, you know, which is like, no. And I actually had a conversation in an interview this morning or yesterday um, where we were, I, we really expounded on the idea of current reality. Oh, I, I was with Arif and, 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 and um, uh, Ali in India, our, our trainers there. And we had this conversation because they wanted, it's an out, actually we just recorded it. So Anna Maria is going to make it available to the, uh, through the Academy for everybody here. It's a fascinating, we had a fun conversation for an hour about current reality and how, how much that was like the holacracy idea and the GTD idea. And they've, they, they, they've been involved with something called a nonviolent communication NVC a program, which is kind of heart to heart. How do you make sure that you, you know, have difficult conversations, et cetera? Well, anyway, this is all about the, the commonality of all of that was a lot of what's the acceptance of current reality. Mm. So a lot of GTD is like, well, I have to accept all my commitments and agreements and, and you know, that I've made with myself. And very few people have even acknowledged all that or see it. And that's where a lot of that's the source of a lot of the ambient anxiety mm. out there is the lack of acceptance of something. And you're bitched about it or you're complaining about it or you're expecting it to be different and it's not. And then you're bothered and you're frustrated and whatever. Mm. So if you would say the antithesis of that is stoicism, I go, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Count, count me in. You know. <laughs> me too. That's, that's give, exactly give what got give, me hooked. Give me a membership. Yeah. yeah. Well, and this is, you know, the, for those of you who don't know Stoicism and Stoic uh, thinking, I'm not, being, I'm not an expert, but I, I like the core concepts. It's, um, you should look into it. Um, maybe it will help you in your everyday life, accepting what the things you can do something about and what you cannot do something about. So good. And, and, and making, you know, positive use of what you consider a negative experience. Hmm. You know, there's a whole lot of that as well. That's part of the whole self-help, you know, personal growth movement over the hmm. last 50, 50 years, which is like, if you can't change it and what's going on out there, how do you use it to your advantage? What can you do? How do you manage that? Hmm. Even if that's simply building more inner strength to be able to accept it. Mm. You, know, uh, you know, there are a lot of a, a lot of reasons to be able to be stoic about a lot of stuff going on, as opposed to, you know, doing rah, rah, sis, boom, bah, you know, <laughs> don't have don't have any negative thoughts, you know, and even even back to even the current, you know, sort of popular mindfulness idea, being able to watch what your thinking is and be quite zen about it. Mm. Wow, I just I just wow, I'm feeling depressed and frustrated. Isn't that fascinating? What an interesting feeling. Wonder where that comes from. Yeah. And there's a lot of like new therapeutic models, the cognitive therapy models are that, that have a lot to do with things like that. So it's a, it's a very open world. And as you know, if you looked at my Instagram, I just finished Daniel uh, Levitin's new book on successful aging. Mm -hmm. It is a tome. It is a tome. He has curated 4,000, 4,000 
research projects and has curated those brilliantly and written very elegantly about mm. the results of all that. Mm. And uh, it, it touches every single thing we're talking about right now in terms of how your brain evolves, what, what's healthy, what's not. Mm. How, do you, how do you stay active, alive, and even more engaged in your life as you get past your 60s and 70s? Mm-hmm. It's on my someday maybe list for reading. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm going to interview interview Daniel in a week or two. Uh, you oh. know, he's a he's a GTD, and you know, the organized mind that he wrote was you know one of my big recommendations. Mm-hmm. You know, that, that people read, and so you know, Dan's a smart guy and, and great. So I would highly recommend that to anybody. Yeah. Cool. Thank you for the recommendation. And we are getting at the end of our marked time for us. Um, and I would like to ask you, we touched upon Corona and um, it's spreading and people will work more and more from home. And uh, this is going to be interesting A challenge for all of uh, None the least for us who, who deliver seminars and keynotes and actually make our money when we can gather people together. But I understand that um, there is something new up the sleeve. We will learn something more about uh, that the David Allen Academy is, um, has um, created uh, for virtual learning, virtual yeah. instructor-led training. Can you say something yeah. about, about that? Yeah, interesting. I guess we were intuitive or just your serendipity luck or in tune with the universe or something yeah who knows who knows but we knew well come on it's the way the world is going anyway Hmm. you know it's more virtualizing everything and making that you know more ubiquitously available globally in terms of good good best practices and how do we train people to do that so creating a virtual instructor-led training uh vital smarts our partner in the u.s you know it was sort of the the they they started to create their version of it. it's a little simplified version of what we know in terms of our global uh curriculum of all that but we said you know we need to hop on that bandwagon so Anna maria you know with our academy has been working on on, on developing that we've been working that so that's going to be available pretty soon and given what's going on with the virus uh, as a matter of fact, the emails this morning with Anna Maria and Catherine and I mm. about is there a way we can speed up the certification process yeah. without without lowering the standards so exactly. that we can provide a tool out there mm. for all of you guys who may be doing this work mm. that that and are having to deal with people having to stay at home. I mean, come on, if you think about the good news about all of this, we knew the world was going this way anyway, but it's challenging people to say, how do I manage myself? Mm-hmm. Exactly. You, you now you now can't trust that walking into the office is going to give you the structure yep. to have your day focused. Mm-hmm. Now your day is yours. Yeah, exactly. Oh my God! Mm-hmm. And if you haven't, you know, as as you and I are accustomed to the virtual world, we've been living in that for years. Mm-hmm. Anyway, uh, but if you're new to that, you know, good to have an uh, an awakening. That mm-hmm. I, and for anybody who's got a business based upon all the businesses that are crashing and burning out there right now, and the the business that's crashing and burning. Um, that's a that's a hard lesson to learn called how much buffer have you built into your business mm. so that you have six months in case the world crashes and burns to keep going. Mm. And, and, you know, that took me years to try to say, OK, that was always a, 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 a goal of ours to be able to have you know enough resources that we could weather whatever strange events might occur. Mm. So having at least six months uh, that you can pay your staff, pay yourself, survive, you know, manage yourself without going under. Hmm. 
is is if that's not a real goal for people yet, or and if you're not in that position yet, this may be your wake up call. Exactly. You know? To make sure to make sure that that happens, this may be, may not be the last time something like this happens. No. You know, I, over time. We, we, I've had that thought since the beginning of the established productive Norway here in Norway. Um, we need to have buffer. This has been on my, on my agenda all time, so we are prepared for this. So. Yeah, but come on, I lived for thirty years without it. So yeah, yeah, you know, but, yeah. well, you you survived. Know, yeah, yeah, I've survived. You know, it's mm-hmm. like. Keep the focus. Keep keep the phone number. Don't screw up. Yeah. You know, I, keep going. Yeah. Good. And one of the things that I've uh, I wrote for uh, we have a the premier um, newspaper in Oslo. It's called Aftenposten. I I write there uh, on a regular basis, and I just submitted a what do you call how do we work efficiently from home article to them. Good. And one, of, and one of the things I mentioned there is go learn something. You e-learning is is there. Uh, learn a new skill. It's in the the peacetime. You will, if you call this peacetime, you will uh, then when the war starts again, you are home in your tent. You can learn something new that will um, help you. It's, uh, you need to sharpen your knives in in and tr- train for combat in in peacetime to be ready when the war comes again. Yeah, yeah. the way I say that is when they jump you in the dark alley, it's too late to practice your forearm block. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. So, so yeah. my 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 last question is I'm going to put you on the on the spot here because uh, my last question is going to be. <laughs> Uh, uh, you know that we've uh, had this podcast going for you know six months or so uh, with every bi-weekly. Have you ever heard any episodes? No, I have not. Oh, you must. It's very good. <laughs> it's about something you know very much about. Well, okay. Well, good. And I hope you we will until next time we we we, we talk to you to hear uh, an episode or two to see uh, what you think. I hope that we I'm will give always available, Morton, for you yeah. and Lars, and you're doing great work. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Yeah. Helping us build a world with no problems, only projects. Yay! And thank you for creating GTD and uh, this this way of hey, distributing it to the world. I was just uh, some uh, innocent messenger here and couldn't help it. So oh, yeah. yeah, thank you, thank you for fulfilling your purpose in life and thank you for being on the podcast and until next time bye bye great stuff and really fun to hear you know like you said in the beginning some different questions getting some different answers and really uh, insightful stuff from david as usual really really good stuff yeah i think also uh, some really good stuff and especially for this uh, you know the world we are living in now uh, where corona the coronavirus is uh, roaming the world and people have to work from home um, i'm really excited that we have something for our clients and our customers who want to learn gtd mm. uh, in regards of the, the virtual instructor-led uh, training where the, you can learn the fundamentals of getting things done plus the, the the workflow coaching we can do over virtual coaching so we can coach you and your colleagues uh, either one-on-one or one to a group now in short uh, term uh, future we can do it in um, one-on-one and then for a little long little longer term we can do it in as one to group in a classroom setting i'm really excited about that yeah me, me too and i think there will be a lot of demand for this uh, going going forward so great that we can uh, soon offer for both these uh, these opportunities me too me too so will you take us out lars <sighs> 
happy to do that as usual. Um, if you're looking for more information, learn more about GCD, uh, sorry, GCD, uh, you can uh, go to gcdnordic.com. That's where you'll find links to all of the country websites uh, in the Nordic countries. Go to gettingthingsdone.com for, for other countries. But on the Nordic sites, you'll find links to the Facebook groups. We have uh, different uh, meetups set up in the different cities around the, uh, the Nordics. Uh, you'll find us on LinkedIn and all that stuff. So go there, read more articles, find the newsletters, courses etc um, and as mentioned in the beginning we really hope that you find these episodes valuable and if you do uh, thanks so far for those of you who've already rated the podcast on itunes and if you haven't already we really appreciate if you do that or just you know share the colleague uh, share the uh, podcast with a colleague yeah thank you and thank you for listening and until next time be productive bye 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 everyone Welcome to another episode of the Getting Things Done podcast from the GGD Nordic, and I will take that again. <laughs> Welcome to another episode of Getting Things... Blooper <laughs> 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 uh, section coming up. <laughs> For first time listeners, our goal with this podcast is to help you Lars? become... Lars, I'm sorry. Yes. I have to stop you because it sounds like you're not on your regular microphone. Oh, good that you said that. Click. Ah, uh, there better. Lars is back. Lars is back. Welcome to another episode of the Getting Things Done podcast from the GTD Nordic. And I will do that again because I have the... <laughs> and I again... Welcome to another podcast... Yeah, this okay, has to be a blooper so, section this yeah. time. <laughs> <laughs> okay, again.